Fife was working on the on the Tribe record and then wanted to start doing some sessions closer to home. So he came to Fantasy Studios, which is where I was engineering with him. And uh, we hit it off, started working on things. We were working on um, some tracks that didn't even make the record <laughs> and, uh, and then Disgeneration as well. Um, but Fife was, he was just, he was kicking ass and taking names in the studio. I mean, he was blazing through everything. Yeah. At the last few records that he made, those last Tribe records, Fife was on fire. Yeah. It, Definitely. It's on fire. <laughs> the last tune that we recorded was called Forever. So, yeah. And it was a trip. The, the vibe in the studio, like, Fife didn't seem, you know, down or anything, but it kind of got, a, there was a little bit of heaviness in the air. And he started, he said, Yo, I'm going to pull up this track. Let's, let's see if we can knock this one out. And, um, you know, sitting there and he's writing and writing. And then he's like, I'm ready. And he jumps in the booth and, there was like it's like three verses in there. It's a lo- it's long, you know. And uh, he starts telling the story of when they grew up together, from the beginning all the way up through you know the problems that Tribe had, and then to the current day. He just he told the entire story, and it was almost like a like a you know a goodbye letter. You no, know? it definitely was. Yeah, you know. Um, whew, this is heavy. It mm-hmm. took us a while to listen to this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah but just back to that track it was um yeah it was a while it just kind of sat there for a little while because everybody was kind of i don't think could deal with it at that point in time but uh, i mean the the track was it's just so heavy and um you know it was almost like he got that off his chest and was like okay i'm I'm cool now you know (laughs) for him to be able to put so much emotion into that song and for shit to like to be lyrically sound still, yeah, yeah, and yeah, be yeah. A dope fucking track, yeah, 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 it's a feat in itself. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying, I don't know how he got through that. Yeah, I don't know how he got through that. Um, uh, listening to the shit, like he very specifically says goodbye to me, Tip, and Ali, and all the fans, very specifically, and thank you. Yeah. He's the most amazing man in the world because nobody gets to close their shit out. Mm-hmm. Five got to absolutely close his life yeah. out. You know? <laughs> he did everything he wanted to do, how he did it, close it up, and got a send off. He was like, I'm finished. And he got to finish. Yeah. Who the fuck gets to finish? Right. Nobody gets to win. Nobody gets to finish except for Five Bar. Mm-hmm. So he's the most amazing motherfucker ever to me. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Well, I'm going. Go on, then. Can I kick it? To my tribe that flows in layers. Right now, Fife is a point sayer. At times, I'm a studio conveyor. Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? You'll be doing us a really big favor. Boy, this track really has a lot of flavor. When it comes to rhythms, quest is your savior. Follow us for the funky behavior. Make a note on the Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn. Welcome to the Talkhouse Music Podcast. Here at the Talkhouse, we pair notable musicians for thoughtful, unmoderated conversations and release new talks each week. Regular listeners will have caught recent episodes like Questlove in conversation with Slater Kinney and Portlandia's Carrie Brownstein. Or the Arcade Fire's Will Butler talking with Wyclef Jean about the Fuji's album The Score's 20th anniversary. 
Check out these and all of our past episodes and subscribe to get new ones on Stitcher or iTunes. You just heard today's guests, Jerobi White of A Tribe Called Quest and producer and engineer Starita, who worked on last year's Tribe record, We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service, as well as the late Fife Dog's still mostly unreleased solo material, remembering their friend and collaborator. Jerobi is a co-founder of the game-changing Queens hip-hop group A Tribe Called Quest. Though he hasn't always been a full-time member, he's always been involved as a muse, appearing in album skits, singing hooks, rapping, performing live, and being honored alongside tribe main men Fife Dog, Q-Tip, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. He's also an accomplished chef who's worked in a Michelin-starred restaurant and runs Eats, Rhymes, and Life. Get it? Where he throws events bringing hip-hop and food together. Tribe's first LP, 1990's People's Instinctive Travels and the Passive Rhythm, was the Source Magazine's very first five-mic rating, a perfect score. Throughout the 90s, Tribe were trailblazers, shaping the sound of hip-hop. As Pitchfork's Chris X so succinctly put it in 2015, there's no stretch in saying that without a Tribe Called Quest, the biggest rap artists of this year, Drake, Future, and Kendrick Lamar, would not exist as they do. The group's latest album, their first in 18 years, was also their first number one record. Michael Starita made his name recording artists like Childish Gambino, Rihanna, and A Tribe Called Quest. He's now beginning to drop tracks from his upcoming six-song EP that features guests like Mystical, Trevor Hall, and, of course, Jerobi. Their collaborative track, Stars, dropped last week. The two came together in New York for a TalkHouse Music podcast while filming the Stars video, which features a walk through the neighborhood the tribe grew up in. The guy's talk is a deep-dive remembrance of Fife Dog. Jerobi talks about their earliest days, breaks down the meaning of tribe lyrics, the making of We Got It From Here, the way Tribe and Friends celebrated after the public unveiling of Malik Fife Dog Taylor Way in Queens, the last words Fife ever spoke to him, and so much more. Starita was the last engineer to ever work with Fife, and brings us into those final days of unbridled skills, a frantic work pace, and heavy emotions. Check it out. Well, um, Fife was, he had a grueling schedule. He would like uh, do dialysis in the beginning of the week in California, fly to New York, record, and then go back home and, and do dialysis in New York, fly home and repeat this. You know what I'm saying? That's, it, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Not just on the, on, on the body or whatever, like time-wise. It was, it was becoming a lot. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we decided to have him start doing some of the vocals in California to kind of make it easy. And that's how uh, we look for a studio, and that's how Roots stumbled on Starita. You know? Yeah, that's how it all went down. Um, you know, it was, I was glad that he was working <laughs> in the Bay Area, you know, because that's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, me and Fife were working together up until Saturday before he passed on that Tuesday. So it was like, it's very bittersweet because I was so excited to be working on the Tribe record and working with Fife, and and then and then that happened. So it was uh, it was just it was an interesting situation how it all went down. I couldn't imagine having that sort of schedule back yeah, and forth. Yeah, it was crazy. It was yeah. grueling, but like it was funny because like he was so happy just to be doing an album. Like he he had to be in some kind of discomfort or whatever, but you would not notice it. You would not see it. You could not feel it. You're not gonna even tell. He wasn't even down in spirits. Like I I would be tired. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he wasn't even tired. Like, you know what I mean? So he was just made of some incredible shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, when he was in the studio, it was 
I mean, it's just on fire. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable to see a master like that, a master mm -hmm. lyricist just, because I mean, I've worked with a lot of folks, you know, over the course of my career, but that that was the top of the mark. That's one of the best MCs, is um, yeah. <laughs> the best MC I've ever worked with. He started with. off like, yeah. when, we, when we first initially started writing for the show, he was like, Joe, does that sound good? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes, you are murdering uh -huh. shit right now. What are you on right now? Like, you know what I mean? It's like everybody was just... So in the pocket, so in the zone when we were recording, everybody's performance on that whole damn album was just so spectacular. That was uh -huh. just like the um the perfect storm, really. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It's not like we sat there and planned any of the any of the things to happen the way that they did. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just the subject matter, everything. Everything right. was just so timely and on point and like so in the moment, it, it was crazy, like, you know what I'm saying? But Fife had a crystal ball in a lot of these things, mm -hmm. like uh, talking about Donald Trump and all that shit. Like, mm -hmm. that was amazing that he did that. That swayed the whole shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, hey, if Hillary would have won, would the Tribe album have been as big? I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. you know, uh, kind of got to thank Donald Trump, maybe? Nah, nah, just <laughs> I don't thank him for nothing. No, 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 yeah, don't I, go that no, far. You, no, no, you know what, though? <laughs> you know what, though, is funny thing about it? Like, Crazily enough, Donald Trump is bringing people together. Yes, in a really crazy, twisted way, he's definitely bringing people mm -hmm. together because it's like we're all seeing, like, dude, this can't be fucking happening. Right. <laughs> Everybody mm -hmm. sees the writing on the walls. Like, you gotta be fucking stupid. Yeah. And what's more amazing, a lot of the people that I know voted for him, they're like, you were right the whole time. Mm -hmm. You were so right the whole time. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I thought that this man thought about anybody besides himself. I was like, I don't know why either. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, I mean, it was obvious. And it's, you know, living in the Bay Area, we're kind of in an echo chamber. Mm. Everybody's like, oh, nobody's voting for that guy. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, y'all need to straighten up. I, I said, you, up. you drive an hour outside of town and there's Trump signs everywhere. I was like, you got the same friends on Facebook. You've, you know, they believe the same way that you do. And if they say some shit that you don't like, then you unfriend them and then it starts slimming down and down and down. And then everybody gets in that echo chamber and they think that that's the way things are. And uh, I think that... Uh, people might have taken action a little earlier and you know but uh but yeah you're right it's bringing folks together you're starting to see folks ban mm -hmm. we don't believe you because we the people are still here in the rear yo we don't need you you ain't a killing off good young nigga move when we get hungry we eat the same fucking food the ramen noodle Simple voodoo, it's so maniacal, reliable to pull a juju The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that The street naming thing, like when Fife passed, like I, um I was like, I want all of these things to happen. I want, you know what I mean? And the street naming was one of the things Because they were talking about having a, a tribe called Quest Street In our neighborhood, which is bizarre like, you see tributes and murals to people, and they have tributes and murals everywhere. But to have the street and the mural in the very place that we stood, like, you know, it's not like it's down the block or in the Queen Center, the, a statue in the center. No, our monument is immortalized right where we stood, like, right where we hung out all of those days, all of those nights, you know what I mean? on the block, 192 in Linden, you know what I mean? Mm. And to have that, like, we're just standing over there and, like, I get overwhelmed. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's my neighborhood. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I moved back recently to the neighborhood. And um, 
it's overwhelming, B, to see a tribute to yourself like my face. Mm-hmm is right where my face used to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just put my shoes there because that's where I used to be. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's it's crazy to have that. That's really humbling. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I know that uh, Fife would have loved that because out of all the rappers in the world, I don't know who said Queens more than him. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any other rapper who said Queens more than Fife. So it's really <laughs> appropriate to have, you know, that in our neighborhood. It's really dope to see him drive by. Mm-hmm. And for other people, uh, you know, on the internet or whatever, people are like, yo, I just drove by, you know, I just drove by Fife Dog Way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's ill. Yeah. Fife Dog Way. That's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. That was a beautiful day too, you know. Um, so many people came out, um, what were you saying, probably a couple of thousand people there. I mean, it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. And um, the best thing we did that night was afterwards, we all got a couple bottles of liquor and went and hung out in the park like we would usually do on a Friday night, mm-hmm. like that we would do at Fife, like with all, you know, with people mm-hmm. who were celebrating and with all of our friends that we grew up, like all the guys that we hung out with, we were all there, all in the park, late at night, you know, somebody turns the radio on in their car, and you stand around, you drink your beers or whatever, and at the park, I, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, cops don't bother, it was, um, it was it amazing, was cool. it was beautiful, and I was like, damn, man, I, I just saw one of my friends shake earlier today, and, um, Shake lives in Germany, but through uh, technology is wonderful. Uh, I, I was Facebook living, so he got a chance to be there too. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh, to j- just the thought of that. Like you know, he's from around away, and he definitely grew up, and he definitely had an impact and influence on Five's life as, as well as mine. And he wasn't there, but he still got to be there. You know what I mean? And I was just telling him today, I was like, yo, it sucks that it takes something as devastating as losing one of us for all of us to get back together mm-hmm. and shit like that. But um, in Five's death for me is very bittersweet. You know what I mean? Like, his sacrifices afforded our success and our getting back into the mainstream and all of these things. Like, you know what I'm saying? But not to have my ace next to me is, you know, like, especially doing the TV shows, like the Grammys and shit like that. Yeah. There have been so many jokes. There's so many jokes that I can't really express and get out sometimes and shit. But um, I know that he's very proud. And I know he's smiling down on us. <laughs> I used to get really sad about this shit, but it makes me so happy now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. And um, this is a sacrifice. I always like to say about that because I feel like he uh, definitely sacrificed his life for us. So, like, in the future... uh. Musical endeavors and all that shit. I'm just gonna. Um, last thing he said to me uh, before uh, last time I saw him, he was like, "Jeropy, I want you to kill them blood clot, kill all them blood clot." That's the last thing he said to me. And if you know, fight for this Trini accent. It's really fucking funny. Like it's really fucking funny. Like you know what I mean? Because I was uh, just like, "Yo," he's like, right, "I'm about to get my Uber." I'm like, "All right, cool." He's like, "Come upstairs with me." I'm like, oh, "Dude, all right, fine. You leaving? I know. Fine. Bye. What are you doing?" Like. And so he hugged me. He hugged me kind of hard. I was like, ew, get off me. What's wrong with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just playing like we do. And he was like, yo, kill them blood clot. Kill them blood clot. So like, he left me with uh, an energy and a power that's so crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that I had to lose so much to attain it, but I'm grateful for it. Which is kind of weird mm-hmm. to feel, you know. But, you know, I don't know. 
Yo, I'm Mike G from the Jungle Brothers, you know what I'm saying? And Fife is the five foot fighter. Pasta News Plug One from the group De La Soul. And Fife, to me in a nutshell, he's my brother. I'm Jerobi White from a Tribe Called Quest. And Fife, in a nutshell, to me is ill lyrics. Man, it's the Soul Brother number one, and Fife is my brother. I love Fife to death. I'll do anything for that motherfucker. Um, the undefeated, unblemished, underrated, unfiltered, unafraid, unaffected, undaunted, unabashed, the undeniable, untouchable, unstoppable, unusable. Fife has mad verses floating around. Um, of course, there's shit that we didn't use, and um, it, it, it probably you'll you'll probably never hear it. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I kind of want to um, do something to get a lot of the songs that he did late because the level that he was on when he passed was the best he's been in a long time. Not that he was ever bad, but I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, he was killing shit. Like, that Nutshell song? Good Lord, oh, man. Oh, I know. Good fucking <laughs> Lord. Like, you know what I mean? The remix, like, uh, yo, so, I, you know, I want, I want people to hear those. You know what I mean? Because um, one of the things that I hope to accomplish with this album is to kind of put the dick to ageism. You know what I mean? Because it's any other form of music. 20 years in, 30 years in, you become a virtuoso, right? So in hip-hop, for some strange reason, I think they think our brains fall out of our heads at 35 <laughs> or something like that, or I don't know, but there are a lot, of, a lot of guys that were rapping when we were rapping that are better than these fucking little kids. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I'm not in opposition to the young dudes and shit. I fucking love the shit out of the, the young cats. But um, I just wanted to show people that, um, you know, we're still viable. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's, I think, I hope we accomplish that. And you don't have to say bullshit. You know what I mean? You don't have to talk trash. You can say, you can give people good food and they'll eat it. Like, you know what I mean? You know, you don't have to eat McDonald's all the time, B. Come get some salad and some, <laughs> some protein, some veggies out this morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be really great if some of that stuff would come out because I was a little bit bummed when the record I came know. out. And I was like, "But yeah, what about yeah, these, these, about. these, yeah. these yeah, because we made this, this yo, me and Five made this fucking, we made this killer song, and um, we didn't use it. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't use it. Like uh, when I do my solo album, I don't know, I might snatch that joint and, snatch, put, it on, and yeah. put it on my joint. Like you know what I'm saying? Real talk. Yeah, I mean, I you know. Yeah, I could I, do that. He wouldn't be mad. No, we. It, I don't think Five would be mad if I did that. No, he wants everybody to hear it too. Yeah, he That's why more did. than more than anybody else. Exactly. He wants everybody. To hear yeah. That's why I was like, I don't. I can't. I don't know about letting him sit or whatever. Or are we gonna let him sit? But I don't know. But I know he really wanted everybody to hear this shit. Mm. Like he was really like, yo, we we busting ass, yo. I'm like, I know it's crazy. We're in like this crazy zone. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't want to like, you know how the dude got the hot hand? And that's yeah. like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't touch me. Don't touch me. That's how we was feeling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when that basket opens up like that. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I, I hope that um, we get to do something with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could do something fun with him. Have a bunch of producers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
have a bunch of famous producers submit shit and mm-hmm. pick what's the fly shit. Right. You know, or something. I don't know. But yeah. So you got a solo joint coming down the line? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I really ever considered doing a solo album before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, the response that I'm getting from this album, you know, people are like, Yo, my dude, oh my God, like I didn't know you could rap. And I'm like, you're silly then. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How am I going to be around Q-Tip and Fife for 20 years and I can't rap? Right. That doesn't even make sense. If I have half a brain, I have to absorb something. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have to get something from the two of the best dudes to hold mic ever. Like, I'm not going to get nothing from that. Yeah. So, um, like, you know, people are asking for it, which is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've only ever, I've done one single before and was scared to put it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a dope song. I kind of, I put it on uh, SoundCloud for a couple of days and took it down. <laughs> it was our chicken shit. <laughs> well, it's a different thing. That's you know that's what I'm doing with this record. So for I got into engineering and producing because I wanted to do my own shit. Yeah. And then my career went in a different direction where I was doing everybody else's shit for 20 years. And yeah. then I said, you know, it's time for me to do my record. And this shit's scary because my ass is on the line now. <laughs> it's not me hiding, you know, producer on the record, you know, or engineer or something like that. It's like my name is on this thing, yeah. and it's like you. It's it takes a lot to put yourself out there on the line like that, and it's been scary for me. You know, I'm used to being yeah, on yeah. the other side of the glass, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, now you better step up. <laughs> yeah, being in the group is easy because you're mm-hmm. like insulated from a lot of shit because you know they have to ping, ping, ping. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're tired by the time they get to me, so they take it easy. Right. And now they're fresh. I'm like, hey, Jeroby. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that it's, you know, it's the dopest shit in the world, hopefully, uh, if yeah. I have that. And we'll see. Biggest thing's just been letting go for me and like being like, you know what? It is what it is. I've done, I'm, I busted my ass on this. And, you know, because you get so close to it to where yeah, you're like, I can't tell if this shit's good, good or not, not anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to let it go. Like, right. this is my baby. Do I let yeah. you play with my, like, you know, it's like, you know, if you have kids, the first time that you let your kids have a babysitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what putting the record out is yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. Like, I know you're going to be all right, but. Oh, something could happen. Like, right. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? No, you're gonna be fine. But oh my god, like, right. so like, yeah, it's 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 hard sometimes to let those records go, yeah. especially when you uh, invest so much time in them. I don't think people really understand how much time you invest in these songs. I don't think they do either. You know what I'm mean, saying? It's, it's deep. Well, if 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 you care about your music that much, because yeah. right. some people, you know what I'm saying? Some yeah, people yeah. don't mm-hmm. like 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 people like us. Like we are mixing. And and we're mixing every instrument. You know what I'm saying? We're not just mixing the whole track. Like we're every instrument, mm-hmm. every instrument, every snare hit, every like you know what I'm saying? Everything. So it's it, it takes a while. Yeah, it does. It takes a time. Like you know what I'm saying? And um, I, well, I don't want to give away any of our secrets, especially if you do it the old school way. It's it's really oh, time yeah. consuming because that's you know that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you can tell if yeah, listen, if you listen, listen to, to it, it <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, but yeah, so like you know, and um, yeah, once you have spent so much time and so invested, it's hard to like uh, be in a picture and see it. Sometimes, like you know what I mean. So um, you know, it's hard, and you know, uh, you can tell 
who the people who are really invested in making the music by the way it shit sounds and how you feel after listening to it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to disrespect nobody or say nobody or nothing, but you, you know when you hear the shit, what's what. If some guy's just bragging so he can pick up some more girls or trying to get money for a car or something, you can tell. And the people who are sincerely trying to make fucking epic shit. You know what I mean? Like my boy over here. <laughs> and I wanna break the rules. Building what we're not supposed to cause and trouble. Keep it closer. I wanna break the rules. No one never gonna stop us. Break the rules. Maybe. We were shooting a video today. We were shooting the music video for for rules. And um, I love to do this all the time when people come around the way and they want to know, like, you know, about how we grew up. I take them the route that we walked every day from his mother's house to his grandmother's house because his uh, grandma lived on my side and his mother lived on Tip's side. So, um, which is about 10 blocks apart from each other. And we all take this particular route and we walk that route today. I showed him how we walked there, um, went to the store, the corner store. I told him about, you know, um, in the uh, dedication song, the Fife on the album, I say something like, um, brand new pair of Nike Airs, Avenue of Sayers, Mailbox Mayors, all the rhymes is written there. And I show him the corner, Sayers Ave. And then I had to explain to him, I'm like, yo, see the mailbox? We were the mailbox mayors because if you wasn't cool, you couldn't sit on the mailbox. You could hang around, you could hang on around, but you couldn't actually sit on the mailbox unless you were cool. And we always got to sit on the mailbox and sit there and not bang on the mailbox, make beats on the mailbox, and even write his rhymes and shit. And people from other neighborhoods up and down would come to that corner and try to battle us. If a nigga went bad, you know, Fife didn't care. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like that's like some real shit. Like yeah. it wasn't even a rhyme. I was just telling the story. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I love showing people that shit because um the other side where uh Tip and Fife's mother lived, that was a little bit of the rougher part of the neighborhood. And you had to walk from the rough part past the mural and the mural our neighborhood in St. Albans, Addisley Park, uh, it was uh, like a haven for jazz musicians, uh, just for black people, really. Uh, black entertainers, we're all black people with money in the 30s because that was the closest they were able to live to, in Manhattan was in our neighborhood. So like Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, Lena Horn, Roy Campanella, Illinois, Chiquette, uh, 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 Hurricane Carter, uh, fuck, man. All these people, they lived around, they, lived, they all had houses. You know what I mean? So we walk from the hood past the sign every day and the shit gives you hope because it's like if these great motherfuckers come out of here, <laughs> we can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And bolster that with Run DMC living 205th. And we're like, you know, so these things that gave us juice to be like, we can do it too. Like all these people are so different, we can do the shit too. So you walk from, you pass that mural and then you go into my neighborhood, which is 
the the good part, quote unquote, the, the better part. The duality of having both of those experiences in life, like, it goes to show you, like, you know, I can really make something out of myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's really important. So I love to show people, like, that. that's what makes us and shit. Because, like, half of our experience is like Cosby show, but the other half of our experience is like the fucking hood. And I think that's uh, what lends to our music being able to blend so well. And that's why I think a lot of people can identify with it because it's, you know, shit you can identify with. You know what I mean? So I love to show people that, that little walk from there to the store to the park. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like uh, taking that walk and that walk like changed what music is today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's little simple shit like that that I love to see. Like, you know, if me, Tip, and Fife didn't take those walks every day, who knows what music would sound like today? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who knows if there would have been a Pharrell or a Kanye or... Outcast or You know what I mean mm-hmm. Who knows Or what kind of music Would they be making You know what I'm saying And that's just like a great It's a great fucking feeling to have And to be able to share that shit With people It's It's an amazing feeling And for people to even Give a fuck <laughs> It's even more amazing <laughs> Cause Yo Dude 17 18 years We didn't put out an album Has that ever been done before Right <laughs> no, Seriously it's not. 17 years We've never had a number one album before that's the, that's the crazy shit about it. We've never had a number one album before. And then we wait 17 fucking 18 years, and then we have a number one album in I, I don't know how many countries, 20-something countries they no, told like me. it's like 39. <laughs> <laughs> I think I that was the last yo, number that I saw. <laughs> yo, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, the Grammy experience is really funny to me because I got to see a lot of people that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And they don't know me and I don't know them. They know of me. You know what I'm saying? They know Fife and Tip, but they don't know me. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to see how people really are. You know? And for me, it's like uh, the more popular, the more fame. Popularity, I'm saying. Popularity and fame. These things specifically. Not money necessarily, but like those things should make you humble. They shouldn't make you act like a dick. Like, you know, I saw right. people who are uber fucking famous. They're acting like a dick. And I'm like, dude, your whole life is because of how someone else feels about you. That's the most humbling shit in the fucking <laughs> world, dude. And you're going to be a dick to people? Yeah. If anything, that makes me want to love people more. I'm like, you, uh, well, I guess, you know, I guess it, it kind of depends on where you make your music from, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because our music is definitely from our hearts. That's what we feel and what we think. Like, it's definitely pieces of us. And for people to be like, yo... That piece of you, my dude, is the dopest shit in the world, dude. Your left ear, oh my God, dude, your left ear is the shit. Your yeah. pinky toe, dude, your pinky toe is, you know, so that makes you, you know what I mean? That doesn't yeah. make me, that makes me want to hug people more and not fucking be like, oh, I'm better than you. No, I'm not, because my whole life is in your in service, and you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where the title of the album comes in. You know what I'm saying? Because we are definitely in people's service. Yeah, it's amazing. I think we had talked about this before too, of like you know keeping throughout our careers, you know keeping that golden rule of like you don't have to, you know, to be successful you don't have to fuck people over no, and, no. and be disrespectful no. or be a dick like you're talking. And it's actually you get, it's just so much you get so much further, you know, when you actually respect people. Just bottom line, and not just in music, but in life yeah, and life. everything, you know, if you just have that common respect and and love for your fellow human, then everything else seems to fall in place. Um, 
you know, you'd have to, you got to stay aligned and, and do what's right, you know. Um, so I've seen so many cats that, you know, that, that muscled their ways, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the top and, mm-hmm. and, and heard a lot of people get, getting there, mm-hmm. but, you know. It doesn't always it last. Always, yeah, you know? it, 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 all of this shit is so fleeting and temporary and yeah. finite, definitely, and shit. And those are people, when they're coming on the way down, mm-hmm. now you don't get those guest experiences anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you see people like, you're like, this motherfucker hasn't made a record in how long? How is he rapping with the hottest dude in the world? Because he was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I need your help, cool. You know, I need your help. And they're like, of course, you got whatever you need, OG. Like, you know what I mean? So that's how you kind of have to be because everybody has their time. Yeah. And we have, that's why we are the luckiest boys in the world. Because <laughs> we get to do it twice. This yeah. shit is, it's just mind boggling, dude. Like, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. <laughs> Jerobi, my fire wolf into different claws. Ain't nothing for me in the second kid is written off. Hard to spit in the city, I'll make the spitting, getting self confused in the maze. You can pull your brain, missing lust and planning for our future people. None of my people involved. Boring Henny and smearing off the kid and cracking off. Cracking off and smearing off, can quickly turn to Molotov. Molotov the spaceship door before that bitch is taken off. It always seems the poorest persons, the people forsaken. Dog the Washingtons, Jeffersons, Jacksons on the captain's log. They'd rather leave us to the greatest water poison, Delhi small. Glass unblackening is happening. You feel it, y'all? I'd rather see Wiener three by three. Structure with many bars, leave us where we are so they can play among the stars. We're taking off the Mars, got the space vessels overflowing. What you think they want us there? Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn, and you've been listening to Jerobi White and Starita on the Talkhouse Music Podcast. Subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes for upcoming releases like Diggable Planets Ladybug Mecca in conversation with Senya Rubinos. Today's episode is recorded and mixed by Mark Yoshizumi. Till next time. Space program for niggas, but you stuck here, nigga. Name a space program for niggas, but you stuck, stuck, stuck. That was me dropping the mic. <laughs> Word. Sorry. Sitting one to sometimes I read the paper every day. All these happenings are secular, just happen different